Listen, welcome to the Purposeful Living Podcast, where it's all about encouraging women of faith to continue moving forward in purpose despite the uncertainties of life. I'm your host, Lisa McPhail. Join me each Tuesday for empowering and encouraging truths to help you on your purposeful journey to victorious living. Listen, welcome to another episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast with yours truly. I'm super excited, ladies, that you are here again for another week of Purposeful Living Conversations, and it's all on purpose. Thank you so much uh, for listening to season four's uh, episode one last week. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for leaving your reviews. Thank you for the text messages, (laughs) the inboxes, the emails. I thank you. I appreciate you.org. Say I do. (laughs) So I'm excited because I have another guest with me here today. Uh, this is Miss Karen DeArmond Gardner. Welcome her Purposeful Living Podcast. <laughs> I'm excited. I am too, Miss Karen. Thank you for joining me. And I, it's it's a blessing because we met in 2018 mm-hmm. at a Dear Sisters event, and we've been connected via social media since then. Mm-hmm. And I'm just excited about the wonderful things that is taking place in your life at the moment. And I'm excited to share with the listeners who you are and what you do. So welcome. Thank you so much. Yes, you have a lot of great things going on. And and so before we get into that, let me Mm -hmm. just uh, read a little bit about your bio. And then I would love for you to share with the listeners Mm -hmm. a little bit more about you and what you do. 30 years, four months, And two days after she said, I do, Karen DeArmor Gardner left an abusive marriage. Leaving was just the beginning of hard. As she healed from the one who vowed to love her, she is a trauma advocate for domestic abuse survivors. She is the founder of Another One Free and the author of Hope for Healing from Domestic Abuse. Purposeful Living Podcast. Please welcome the one, the only, Miss Karen. Hey, woo! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, Karen, welcome. Talk to us uh, just a little bit more about you and all the wonderful things that God is blessing you to do. Oh gosh, it, it's it's been a wild ride. Um, since the book came out in August. And even before that, um, it was a season of God stretching me and of uh, sharing parts of my life that honestly, I prefer to remain hidden. Uh, This is not a subject that I wanted to talk about. Um, But the fact that God uses our heart, he didn't cause the heart. It wasn't part of his plan. It's not part of his purpose. It wasn't part wasn't designed to make me a stronger Christian woman. It, it was the enemy's attempt to destroy and, um, but God wastes nothing. And, um, and he kept speaking to me first about writing, which I didn't start until about 2011, uh, because I never called myself a writer. It was all the things I can't do. I can't sing. I can't dance. I can't write. I'm not creative. Well, it turns out I am creative and I can write. I still can't sing or dance, you know, <laughs> that, 
this side of heaven, that's just not happening. I give my, <clears throat> you know, my attempts at it, but yeah, it's not happening. Um, but it's, um, God has brought me into the season of busting the myths about domestic abuse mm. and what it is and what it isn't. Mm. And in that, uh, it is sharing some of my story, but not all of my story, because no one will heal from hearing about 30 years of ugly. No one will gather hope. Matter of fact, it would just be really depressing. Mm -hmm. It's all towards the hope that there is life after domestic abuse. Yeah. And it's also that it's not biblical is, is mm -hmm. one of the biggest myths is this is uh, domestic abuse is not biblical. It's mm -hmm. not marriage. It's um, it, it's of the enemy. Mm -hmm. And we want to shine the light on what the enemy's tactics are and how he's harming mm. the bride of Christ through domestic abuse. Wow. Wow. Karen, you know, thank you so much for sharing that. And as you were speaking, I was thinking about, um, early in my salvation, mm -hmm. um, I was 19 and I remember I was saved into a denomination and, mm -hmm. you know, we, uh, in that denomination, <laughs> It, it seemed like you we were going to hell for everything you know right. if we sneezed the wrong way if we, you know we blinked hard <laughs> and I remember uh just repenting just it was like God just I thank you for your mercies because I look back right. now and it's like you know even mm -hmm. in all of that things still work together for good mm -hmm. I remember that um there were several people that I remember back then who were in abusive situations mm -hmm. and they said, but you know, uh, God doesn't believe in divorce. And if we divorce, you know, it's, it's not, we won't be blessed and we're going to hell because we're going to get divorced. And so I thank you for speaking mm -hmm. out about busting the myths of domestic abuse and what it looks like and what it should not be. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and what you just spoke to is one of the biggest myths that God hates divorce, that he values marriage over abuse. And that is mm -hmm. so not true because mm -hmm. God loves us more than hates divorce. Mm -hmm. Even if we believe that that's really what he was talking about in Malachi, he loves us so much more than mm -hmm. divorce. It is not his design because abuse comes straight for the enemy. And why would God expect to stay in the camp of the enemy? No, no, that is not how husbands should treat their wives. No. Mm, I love it. And abuse of any form, whether it's mm -hmm. physical, whether it's verbal, mm -hmm. you know, um, it is abuse. And, you know, the one thing before we uh, started speaking, I did ask you, did you have a scripture, you know, mm -hmm. for another one free in this book? And you provided Galatians mm -hmm. five and one. And this is the passion translation version, which I love. It says, at last, we have freedom for Christ has set us free. We must always cherish this truth and firmly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Mm -hmm. So Karen, share with us, how did, 
how did God give you this scripture um, for everything that you've gone through and how has it helped you to operate in your purpose? Well, when, um, uh, when I was coming up the name of what I thought was the next step and what my ministry would be, um, what God wanted it to be. Um, and I wasn't sure. And one day someone made a post, uh, I'm in this marketing group and one of the ladies created a post and said, Hey, please pray. Um, there's woman just left a really horrible abusive marriage and, and she works with trauma survivors. That's not what this, uh, marketing, this group was about. And, um, I just wrote, you know, another one free and prayed over her and in the post and the gal that runs the post she you know how you have your your facebook up and and all of a sudden a little separate box comes out and all i saw was from my friend and she had my name in all caps well it's like she's yelling at me right when we do all caps i'm like why is why is patricia yelling at me and so i click on it and she goes did you see what you just wrote and I'm like, well, apparently not. And I went back and looked at it and I read another one free and I went, oh my goodness, there it is. There it is. And because it's, it's two ways, it's when women choose, when they, find, when they gather whatever, whatever courage they have to leave an abusive marriage, they become free. But it took me another year to get, or six months to a year to get the tagline, which is leaving is just the beginning. Mm -hmm. And so, so it's twofold. It's the leaving of the abuse. And then it's that leaving is just the beginning. As you said in my bio, it's hard. It is not easy. It gets harder yes. as ever been. And if you have children and you have to deal with him, uh, we're talking, we're talking, trauma upon trauma upon trauma it oh, is God. not easy but there is hope on the other side mm. part of the gifts that god is giving me is that i help i have hope for women who whose hope has just been shattered they don't even know what they believe about god anymore because they're because god is twisted up in their abuser yeah. because their abuser has put himself as god in her mm. life and and she cannot separate the two so she we use this term is going around um, called deconstructing. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we have to do that as women, we go through deconstructing. What is really, what do we really believe about God and what it came from the abuser? What is tied up and wrapped around that? And who yes. is he really? And yes. God wants to, to deconstruct and get rid of who this abuser said he is. And he wants to reveal who he really is. And we all need to go through that season yeah. because God has been distorted in our minds yeah. and we don't even know it. Hmm. Wow. We don't even know it. Wow, Karen. And, you know, as, as you were talking about how God wants to deconstruct that, I think about how the other scripture that says whom the son sets free is free indeed. Mm -hmm. And so how Jesus came to free us from mm -hmm. the bondages of sin, you know, mm -hmm. whatever that bondage looks like, whether it's the bondage mm -hmm. of abuse, the bondage of low self-esteem. I mean, the list can go on and mm -hmm. on. And I love how you said that leaving was just the beginning. Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. you know, and it's the beginning of hard. And so I want to ask you, what would you say to the woman uh, that is listening right now who is currently experiencing abuse? How can she gain freedom from the lies of abuse? Well, it, depending where she is, first of all, it, let's look at what abuse is and isn't. Yeah. It does not always mean that he hits you mm-hmm. because um, the major out of reported cases of domestic abuse, okay, there is um, 14% of the reported Mm. cases that are what we call the battered woman it's Mm. she he beats her up all the time day in day out beats her up everybody hears the neighbors hears the yelling the screaming and all of that everybody's aware but 86 percent of the reported cases are what we call coercive control Mm. meaning you don't see it he does not hit her may have hit once and never did it again. He uses the threat of violence. He uses isolation. He tears you down. All his words speak demeaning. And then it's like, he will say something horrible about you and go, oh, I'm just joking. Mm. I'm just joking. But it's a put down. It's tearing away at your identity. Mm. It is uh, using tactics to control and manipulate you, whether you drive the car, whether how much money that you have, he may have made you a homeschool mama and kept you barefoot and pregnant. And you're Mm -hmm. thinking, oh, I get to stay home with my kids. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's a tactic to keep you isolated from people and keep the kids out of the schools so no one can report. Wow. Now it's one thing when the two of you agree to that, but what's his motive with that? And then sometimes he's like, he wants you working. He wants you working because he does not want you to be a stay-at-home mama with those kids. He wants you out there working and maybe working below your capabilities. Throughout my entire marriage, I I did not realize this until in the within the last year, and I have been out almost 17 years. I didn't realize that I always had to have a job, um, and and it was always beneath my capabilities. Mm. I, I was never, I did, I didn't have a career until I was 51. Mm. And then I had a career. And before that, I had menial jobs, and which are not bad, because yeah. sometimes that fits into yeah. it. But when it's when it's used to keep you down, then it's never good. Mm. And so with with that that we cannot see that because to the outside world i just read this graphic i can't take credit for it but i just read this that that on the outside it looks like love mm-hmm. because we look like the happy family we mm-hmm. had our, the kids well behaved um all of that we gave the public image that we were just this happy wonderful yes. family so on the outside, it looks like love. It looks like a happy family. On the inside, it was nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah. And I've never seen the movie. Never want to see the movie. So oh, yeah. um, but you <laughs> yeah, but I've you think it. about <laughs> these are reported cases in our churches are women that are sitting next to us that look like the happy. He is. He is, 
He is the happy man. He is he is charismatic and everybody likes Come him. On. He's the life of the party. And, and she, you can't tell unless you look into her eyes. If you look into her eyes, you will see the pain. You think it's romantic because he wants to know where she is. Oh, my husband's checking up on me. He's concerned about me. Well, guess what? I am remarried. Um, for 11 years. And guess what? My husband checks up on me when I've been gone too long. Like, how are you doing? You okay? When he does it, it's not creepy because he's not trying. We track each other on our phones because I, he doesn't, if he forgets to tell me that he's left work, I can see, oh, he got off. Is he on the road? How far away is he? So we can plan dinner or I can make sure I'm ready, whatever. Yes. Thank goodness we did not have this in my previous marriage, <laughs> but it's, but it's when it's used to control you, then it is what is normal becomes abnormal, but she can't put words. She doesn't even know she's being abused because it's wrapped up in headship. It's wrapped mm-hmm. up in submission. Mm-hmm. It's wrapped up in the fact that we teach women that if they will only do better and be better, then he will be a better man. And it is our job to make our marriage work. Wow. You better and come I, Yeah, That is not, we yeah. are no, 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 a million times. No, we wow. cannot make him a better man. Wow. It's not our responsibility. No. You know, no. because then it, it puts us in the place of God, you know, that yes. we have the ability to control someone. We have the ability mm-hmm. to make someone happy. It is not our responsibility, yes. you know, no. to make someone <clears throat> happy, meaning that they always say, well, yes. if you did this, I would have been happy. And if you said it mm-hmm. this way, and if you did it that way, yeah, no, that's, that's not my responsibility. Mm-hmm. And as you were talking, um, I was thinking about um, John 10 and 10, where it says for the thief mm-hmm. coming mm-hmm. not, but to steal, mm-hmm. to kill and destroy. And so yeah. I was thinking about that in an abusive, you know, situation. And mm-hmm. like you, you talked about how it could be the woman and the couple. That's why uh, social media, if we're not careful, uh, can be very deceptive. Mm-hmm. because we post our best uh, pictures. We post mm-hmm. our best lives, you know, and oh, we're the happy family. And I've seen it. You post one day and then you hear the next day they're getting divorced. Wait, whoa, what's, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, but I think about also with John 10 and 10, the latter part of that, when Jesus said, but I have come that you may have life and that more abundantly. And so Mm -hmm. to know that God did not create us to be abused, right? We are his creation. He Mm -hmm. loves us. He adores us. And do you think for one second, and I've heard it said before, oh, well, maybe this is my lot in life. You know, this is my purpose Mm and I'm here to help, um, you know, this abuser is struggling and I'm here to help them become a better person. And, you know, did, did you deal with that in those 30 years of abuse? Uh, Yes, but not quite the way that you said it, but I did. This is my lot in life. I made this choice and I can't undo it. Um, And uh, my ex said to me one time, 
is you think you divorce me if you got a divorce that that meant you would fail and you can't fail. And I thought, how, I don't know to this day how he knew that I thought that, but he knew that about me because he knew me very well mm-hmm. and better than I knew myself, mm-hmm. um, that that meant I failed. And I don't know where that came from, honestly, but it is, but I didn't think I could change it. Mm-hmm. I, I going to church, you know, even though it wasn't spoken outwardly, but, you know, we know that God hates divorce. It's that underlying message. It's also the underlying message that, that, uh, the promise is just around the corner. So hold mm-hmm. on tightly to that promise, um, that, and they, and so often, um, the, the speaker will use the example of a woman married to a really mean man and how she held on and she prayed for him. And one day, came to Jesus and all was right in the world. And I'll tell you what, that doesn't mean that all's right in the world. Cause I can't tell you how many times my husband came to Jesus. And, um, and, because, and so that, that is, it's, it's, it's that. And so you hang on, let me put yeah. it that way. Yes. You hang on thinking this is what you're supposed to do. And even Peter says it in first Peter three, one, mm. it's not about all what you look like. And I'm mm. going, I'm sorry, I'm still wearing makeup. You know, I'm still doing my hair, you know, that yes. is going to happen. I'm not changing this, this but one. we're, because you may win him over. Yeah. And we apply that across the board and And that was in relation to these pagans and were coming to Mm -hmm. Jesus or, and actually Jesus or Peter was talking to the Jewish Christians. So they were coming to Jesus and he's like, you know, if you, through your behavior, you can win him over because we can do that in the world, how we behave in the world at our job, we will win people to Jesus without ever using those words. But but then it says, we always leave out verse seven, but husbands, you better treat your wife right. Because if you do not, God will not hear your prayers. Which I can't that? ever tell you how, I can tell you sermons I've heard on those first six verses. Yeah. I have never heard a sermon on verse seven. Wow. Wow. And, and my writing coach is a pastor's wife. Wow. Um, he was a pastor. And in my, in the book, I made a statement that, um, that we always talk to the women all the messages are geared to women not Mm. to men Mm. and she's like she put a note she goes I thought that's not true and then she went back and she went oh my gosh it is true Mm. marriage books are written to the women Mm -hmm. not to men which tells us and if a woman goes to her pastor, he's going to tell you, well, you just, you need to forgive him more. Mm. You need to pray harder. You need to pray more. Mm-hmm. You, um, you need to um, give him more chances. You, it, you, matter of fact, you need more to give him more sex. You oh, wow. should maybe lose 15 pounds. You should do this so that if you're better, then he'll be better. Mm-hmm. And that is what we mentioned earlier. That is not true. Right. Only God, God convicts them. They right. choose not to listen. Yes. Um, and when I see that, and I'm talking about the abuser, they choose not to listen and God will not violate our free will, not even his and not mm-hmm. ours. Wow. 
you know, that is, it's, it's, uh, wow. I, I listening to you right now, my mind is like, you know, just thinking about that. You talked about the messages, how they're geared to women, the mar- marriage books and different things like that. And how God has set you out on a mission to, um, to release, you know, the, uh, the ones who are being abused from the lies of mm-hmm. the abuser, because mm-hmm. these are lies. And mm-hmm. so I would love for you to, uh, to share with us about your newly uh, released book, Hope mm. for Healing from Domestic Abuse. What mm. is it all about and what led you to share your story with others? Um, it, I, honestly, I didn't want to. Um, <laughs> God had been talking to me years about writing um, this book, even though I didn't quite know what it looked like, but I didn't want to. The, uh, it, it's, it's like standing up on the platform in, in your underwear. And we've all had that dream, right? Where we ended up, it's, we've all had that dream and it's, (laughs) um, and it's horrifying. We wake up, we wake ourselves up going, it's not true. It's not true. It's just a dream. It's just a dream. Yeah. But that's what it felt like. And, um, and at times I didn't know how to write the book, but I knew my story is not about what happened to me. It's about what God did with what happened to me. And it had to be about that. It had to be that there is hope. I've talked to women that said, this is my, this is how they've left, but this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. And it's not how it is because you share John 10, 10, God talks about, it's about the abundance of life. It doesn't mean life is easy, but even in the hard, there is goodness and abundance. Um, And, and that sounds like a contradiction, but the kingdom of God is a contradiction. (laughs) He goes after, he leaves the 99 to go after the one, the, the less is more. And so it's, it's, backwards in the kingdom and so he's he's about god loves to use the hard that we go through not that he caused it to happen because he didn't he doesn't condone abuse he doesn't bring hard on our life to make Mm -hmm. us a better christian Mm -hmm. he will use it i i wished it wasn't true i i i would just as soon have never had to write this book yeah and my wish my that my children never went through what they went through growing up I would rather have a different story than have this one but it is what it is and he's using it and and I feel like Gideon when he chose the least of the least there are women with more powerful voices than mine that have degrees and have letters after their names. And I have no letter letters after my name, except um, DOF, daughter of the king. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one I got. <laughs> daughter of the king. Daughter um, of the king. That's right. The king. That's what I've got. Um, <laughs> and, but my goal is, was, this is the book I needed when I came out. When I left, um, and I left the day after Christmas of 2004. And, and in my book, the first chapter is really covering that last year and a half of the marriage. And, um, and the book goes on a progression from the victim to survivor, to overcomer, to conqueror. Wow. And because there are stages yeah. now, however, 
Yes. Healing is not linear. It's not yes. a straight line. Yes. Uh, think about uh, if you've ever watched a movie of when a, a storm is happening in the ocean and you see the big ship yes. getting tossed around like mm-hmm. a toothpick. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like. Yeah. That's what healing is. Healing is like being on a rickety roller coaster that that it should have been torn down years ago and 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 you go up you're going oh I can do this I can do this and then all of a sudden down you go and you're like oh my gosh I'm going to die I will not survive this and so I wanted women to know that they don't have to live with the stigma that this wasn't their fault they didn't cause it this wasn't a flaw in them. It was a flaw in him that this wasn't a marriage that went bad or that he changed. He did not change when you married him. He just took off the mask. Oh, and yeah, I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He didn't change. He just took off the mask. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, I, I just, I I have so many things that I want to say because as you Mm -hmm. were talking, it's like, this is just so good, but you know, being there, uh, you you talk about, uh, being free, you know, breaking Mm -hmm. free, how God Mm -hmm. helped you become free. So that's where another one free comes from. And I want to touch on that quickly, but before that, I don't know who's listening to this and who really needs this word. But the one thing about God that helped me when um, I went through my divorce, uh, because I'm, this is my second marriage, and I was married in ministry. You know, I was married and I, I was married when they said, well, it's a sin to divorce and God will never forgive you and you'll never be blessed and Not true. you're going to hell uh, for being divorced. But the one thing, God, how he ministered to me, uh, just like he ministered to the woman at the well. There is nothing that catches God by surprise about our lives. There is nothing that uh, when we say, well, God, I'm getting divorced. God knows the beginning from the end. Mm -hmm. And so God says, I knew this day was coming and Mm -hmm. I want you to rest in my love and rest in who I am and Mm -hmm. rest in who I died to become for you. I knew Mm -hmm. this day would happen. And guess what? I forgive you and I love you. And there is nothing that you can do to ever escape my presence. You know, when Paul, mm-hmm. when Paul, uh, excuse me, when um, David in Psalms 139, he said, where can I go uh, from your presence? If I go all the way up, you're still there. If I go down, you're still there. You're always with me. So whoever mm-hmm. this message is for today, May you always know that God is with you in the midst of it all and nothing about this, even your decision to break free catches him by surprise. Right. So talk to us, Karen, about another one free. It's um, uh, one aspect of that is that (sighs) marriage is a covenant. Yeah, it's a covenant of love. It's a covenant of sacrifice. Yes, it's Jesus. a covenant of serving each other, not one above the other. Both. Yes, Jesus. Um, and when abuse happens, abuse is breaking the covenant. Mm. It's breaking the co- it broke the covenant. Even if it was covenant to begin with, if he went into the marriage with a lie, which usually is what has happened, is it really covenant? 
but saying that it is, then the moment he abused, then he broke the covenant and we just do the paperwork. And, um, and my brother told me that, and also a woman who had been in ministry for 50 years and a pastor's wife. And she told me that. And, and so it is so very true. And so living free is possible. It seems impossible when you're in the middle of abuse, when you're still questioning, is this even abuse? And does God want me to stay in it? The, the answer to that is easy. No, mm-hmm. he does not yeah. want you to stay in it, yeah. but you be careful and you plan and you don't tell him what you're doing. You plan because you're going to, you're going to hear maybe like I did. Well, trust me. I thought God was saying, trust me and stay. And he was saying, trust me and go. And I could not hear the go because fear rises up and, and keeps you from going. You find someone safe. If you're not an abuse, be the safe person. It's God does not want us to stay in an abusive marriage to keep together something that is really an abomination to him. And how do we know that? Read Proverbs 6, 16 through 19. It says, there are six things the Lord hates. No, seven things he detests. Haughty eyes, lying tongue, hands that kill the innocent, a heart that plots evil, feet that race to do wrong, a false witness that pours out lies, and a person who sows discord in a family. Everything that he detests Mm. is when someone is destroying the family. That is not okay with him and so freedom first of all and i'm saying it is scary to go do this and and you have to be wise and plain but when you're out and you are even maybe being tormented by him because you have children or he's harassing you still it is um it is not where God wants. He will bring you freedom. And here's the goodness of God and healing is we've heard the saying that God won't give us more than we can handle. And we think that 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 has to do with our trials and tribulations and things we face in day-to-day life. And see, that's not true because God does not bring evil into our lives or trouble into our lives. The enemy does. And the enemy doesn't care how much you can handle. He wants to overwhelm you. What he doesn't know when it gets beyond our capability, God steps in. Yes. But when it comes to our healing, God will not take you any further than you want to go. He will not overwhelm you. He knows what you can handle physically and spiritually and emotionally. And he will take you no further than you can handle, but he will take you further than you want to go. But guess what? He gives you the ability to say, I can't do anymore. And he'll give you a season of rest because God is good and he is kind and he wants you healed and whole. That's what he wants. Mm. That's where the abundance comes in because, you know, justice what if justice is not about getting revenge on your spouse or him getting found out or because everybody may believe him and they won't believe you. Mm -hmm. They won't believe you. I'm just telling you right now, most of the people will not believe you. Your own body of Christ, the church you go to will probably turn on you when you leave. I pray they don't, but they probably will. What you say. And, (laughs) And so even in that God, 
has, he is surrounding you and God is still good. And he wants to take you beyond that. God can still heal you in the midst of even day-to-day trauma. This is God. This is God's plan. And those people, the bride of Christ that turns on you, they will have to answer to God in themselves. If they want to believe the abuser, let them. But, but you're the one God always goes after the one you are the one he's going after and he will not stop his love for you is relentless and it's powerful and it is you don't and that's hard for a woman to grasp when love equals abuse yeah but god loves you so much yes he does and and number one if you get a divorce you're not going to hell Yes. You're not sinning because the sin is not on you. Yes. It's not your shame because women have always carried, even if he's the one that left, if he's the one that divorced or you do it, we still carry the weight of that shame yes. because it's, well, he wouldn't have left you if you'd have been a, you, something must be wrong with you because you weren't a good enough wife or he wouldn't have cheated. He wouldn't have left you. So no. something's wrong with you. No, no, no. And Part of what I did in my book is take you through this, this healing. And even in that, it's just the beginning of healing. Yes. I, here I am 16 years later, and God has been doing more healing than me this year. And I also Thank feel you. I am on, at a point where I feel like God's going to take me because I am stronger mm. because of all the healing work I've done. Yes. He's about to take me into another level of healing that I will tell you kind of frightens me a little bit um, <laughs> because it just does. Um, I'm not afraid because I know the goodness is wrapped in it, yes, it but, is. but I, know that he that he I can feel like I am standing on this edge of this cliff because he's ready to take me into diff into a deeper healing that I've ever been and and that because it looks like a big fog because it's yes. unknown and I don't yes. know what it looks like it's a little scary but I also know who he is now yes. and he is not scary yes you he know <laughs> he really no. is not and you know he's not as as you were sharing, it makes me think about uh, when you're talking about fear and how God's word said that he has not given us the spirit of fear, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but of power of love mm-hmm. and a sound mm-hmm. mind. And yeah. um, as you were just sharing, I thank you for sharing your story. And that's what it means about another one free. Mm-hmm. And I love how you minister to the one. You are the one. Mm-hmm. You are the one that he wants to say another one free. And mm-hmm. another thing about what you said about healing, about the journey of healing. That's why it's a journey because it's a mm-hmm. continuous process. And so even though God, he, uh, he was there with you, he delivered you from that mm-hmm. bondage of abuse and uh, blessed you now uh, to be married again and to show mm-hmm. you that, hey, this is what I have for you. This is what marriage is mm-hmm. supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and doesn't it feel mm-hmm. good? Because this is my second marriage and thankfully mm-hmm. it's my last. But I thank God for this marriage. God showing me this is what true marriage in me looks right. like. This yeah. is what it feels like 
No, it's not perfect because we're not perfect people. Mm -hmm. But this is how I want to look. Yes. And I look at the smile. Come on, Karen. Yes, Yes. it is. It is. Uh, It is. It is. I realize I never knew what love was. Um, Even my, my ability to receive love from God is Tom is the one who showed me what that looks like. He served me before I could ever serve him. He sacrificed for me. He loved me. He taught me. I now, it's God used this man to show me what love looks like. And, and it's, and it's turned around because of that. Now, Tom is reaping the benefits of that because I show him what love looks like too. And so, and so, yes, I, this is what it's supposed to be like. Um, and, um, and, and it's, it's really wants to make me cry that, Mm. that, um, like I could look at it like I lost 30 years, but mm. God's redeeming those 30 years. He's redeeming that. Yeah. And, um, and he has done more in 11 years mm. and he has done more. I was isolated from my family for 30 years. And even though I didn't, I saw them every couple of years or talked mm-hmm. to them on the phone. I have been around my family now for, for 16 and a half years. And he has restored all of that into a richness. It's, it, it's as if I have never been separated from mm-hmm. them and our relationship wow. has grown. And so that's what God does is he just brings that richness back. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it is possible to heal. It is possible to heal. Wow, Karen, thank you. Thank you so much for stopping by the Purpose of Living podcast. Thank you for sharing your story. (laughs) I appreciate you. This is is an amazing, life-changing conversation. And I'm just Mm -hmm. believing through this that someone today will find their courage uh, to become another one free. So before Mm -hmm. we leave, please share with our Purpose for Living podcast listeners how they can connect with you and purchase Mm -hmm. your book. Um, uh, I have a website called Another One Free. And if you go there, there are links where you can go because it's on Amazon. They actually, Barnes and Noble, many of them have one book under the mirror election. Um, It's at christianbooks.com. There's so many places that that you can um, order the book. And um, then um, I'm also on Facebook um, under another one free and where I post encouragement and myths and truths and and about domestic abuse and also on Instagram but on there I'm under Karen Gardner author um and and I post the same content so whether you're on Facebook or um Instagram and uh, and so if you want to reach out um you can reach out you can message me if you have questions you don't have yes. You don't have to post. You can send me a message through Facebook or Instagram. Um, and if you just need to ask some questions or say, is this abuse? Yeah. Um, you know, if you just need an encouraging word, just reach out. Um, yeah. I respond um, because you're worth it. Amen. You know, you are enough and you don't have to do enough. You've done enough. Yeah. You've done enough. Mm. 
you've done enough. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, Karen, thank you so much again for stopping by. Uh, uh, thank you for sharing your story mm-hmm. and our goal uh, for this episode is that uh, people will know, women will know that there is hope for healing mm-hmm. yeah. and that God can, um, he can present a platform for you to be free in him yeah. because whom the son sets free is free indeed. And once he sets yeah. us free, he doesn't want us to ever <laughs> go back to the bondage Right. Uh, you know, uh, the things that held us captive. And he doesn't even want us to be held bondage by the shame, by the guilt. Right. Uh, there is no right. condemnation. Yes. That's and right. So when he sets us free, he is freeing us from it mm-hmm. all. So, mm-hmm. Karen, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. And as my listeners know, I always close us out in prayer. And so, hey, if there is something about this show that really helped you, uh, please leave comments, uh, subscribe, share, leave reviews. And if you know that someone who needs help needs this video, share it with them. Thank you, Karen. (laughs) Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share of God's goodness. You are so welcome. Thank you. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time. We thank you for the words that were shared. We thank you that from today's episode, another one is free. And so, Father, we just ask that you would be with that woman who may be in an abusive situation. Father, give her the courage. Give her the strength, oh God, to break free from the bondage, uh, strengthen in her heart, God, to know that she was never created to be in an abusive relationship. And Father, we thank you uh, because you do all things well. Thank you for healing. Thank you for continued healing. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love this episode of the Purposeful Living Podcast? Head over to wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Don't forget, join me next week for another Purposeful Living episode. Thank you so much for listening. BYE.